Hello and welcome back to the Fancy Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Pat Polk, and I'm with again Nick Spears. Say hello, Nick. Hello, Nick. You did it again. Did what again? The Nick, the his, say hello, Nick thing. You said hello, Nick again. It's my bit, Pat. It is it's my bit. bit. So anyway, here we are again. We're recording a little later. There are some scheduling conflicts and some uh, vocal warm-ups to do. So uh, hopefully our audience is not... Me, 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 Yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that part. We'll get to that later. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to try and do something similar to last week. We will talk about week three. We'll have a little interlude. And we'll talk about week four. And then at the very end, Nick will be providing a special treat for those of you at home. It's about to get real. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're recording this Friday night, so week three has been uh, dead and buried for a while, and week four has already started kicking, uh, but we, we will do our due diligence. We'll talk about week three. There are some pretty crazy games week three, so it would be a sad thing if we didn't properly give them their due respect. Uh, so let's do it. Let's go in uh, reverse order of the high score of the winner. It's a pretty natural uh, thing to do. So the lowest scoring winner last week was Gary over Alex. You can't beat the Mingo over Goffs and Dolls. 81.9 to 75.7, bringing Gary to 2-1 and one and having our not properly named uh, league mate Goffs and Dolls down to 0-3. The curse continues. Anything stand out about this performance to you, sir? Uh, one. Next week, let's do the order by middle out based on the, let's say, the binary number of value of their first names. I don't even know what middle out would mean in that context. I don't either. I assumed you would, but whatever. Okay, so middle out, and we'll do it based on, um, let's say... Um, how about middle out based on hair color? Go. Good. Okay. That is not decipherable, but anyway, (laughs) Gary won by little in a low scoring match. Very exciting stuff. Yeah. Well, he uh, should have won over the team who did not, still has not changed his name. So he deserves to lose every game. And also James White did not play. So it was an incomplete lineup in addition to an apathetic owner. Obviously, Alex, you're on thin ice in the commissioner's office. Moving on. Next lowest score, it really jumps up. 122.1 to 112.1. Casey over Meg Collins, uh, bringing Casey to 2-1. And and Meg, uh, sorry, I keep saying Meg Collins. Meg Murphy. Uh, to one and two. You understand that they're different Megs. I correct? do. There's just one too many Megs to be able to speak about without thinking. Anyway, so uh, Casey I mean, beat Meg I've Murphy. Met, I've met the both of them, and I understand that they're in fact different people. I agree that at some point they both had red hair, but currently they do not both have, look alike, and they, you know, I guess they do have the same first name, even though it's not spelled correct the same way. But they're you understand short. that they're well. The short version is the same, but no, the I'm saying the people are short. The humans themselves are short. 
I they're I think they're about Evertite. Just okay. the fact that okay. the fact I actually think they're about Evertite for women. The fact that there's a lot of Amazons in this league, <laughs> notwithstanding. So anyway, Casey won. Yeah, one twenty two to one twelve. Casey, uh, it was coming down the wire again, and it would have been uh, terrible for Casey to score almost exactly 122 and lose again. Uh, Meg Murphy put up a good fight. 112 is a great score, but not enough in this case. Case, like Casey. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I yeah. get what you did there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Patrick Mahomes continues to be great. Otherwise, uh, Philip Lindsay put up 25 points. That was pretty big. On the other side, Keenan Allen scored 30, uh, but Baker Mayfield only scored 9.7. So, you know, overall, a strong week. Tough to beat 122. She almost pulled it off, but she didn't. So sorry. Uh, Next. Pat Mahomes might be the uh, steal of the draft, by the way. He is amazing, man. He is I keeping mean, up his performance. We all knew that he was going to have a bonkers year, and he's having exactly exactly what we thought of a year, but... Casey got him in the fourth round just because that was what the projection was going for. And I think he probably should have been a borderline first rounder. He is amazing. Yeah. Next, uh, continuing high scores for the winners. We've got whoever, Bill Swirsky super fans over uh, no longer the same name, your team. Uh, 131.9 to 69.6. This would have been uh, a wager that we had, and I I kind of won. How did you feel about this match? This wasn't a match. This was a slaughtering. Nothing good happened. This this was like Manchester United playing my Little League soccer team for AYSO. Like, that's just what happened here. This was bad. So it did not score 134 points like you drew it up, is what you're saying? One, I need to average that. <laughs> Two, uh, you didn't get that. Three, and no, I, that's not how he drew it up at all. No. I blame I blame Antonio Brown. He, is, he went off the deep end. Has anyone had a more rapid decline in just life than Antonio Brown? I'm sure... I mean, probably like someone who was like more, more, more criminal stuff. Like OJ Simpson had a pretty rapid decline, I would say. Uh, all right. So take someone who actually hasn't. All right. So anyone who's actually committed a criminal act, take them out. Anyone else who just has just screwed their way up and just messed their life up. It's so, so hard. I've, your word choice. If we were an archer, we would say. Uh, wording, phrasing. phrasing, phrasing. There we go. Uh, he he did Are not. Are we not doing phrasing commit, anymore? He did not commit a crime, you say, and you kept talking about how much he was screwing. And uh, these are problematic in the Antonio Brown context. But anyway, yeah, he really went off the deep Good end. Uh, I can't believe he's out of the league. I uh, I'm not surprised that he was ultimately cut. But uh, yeah, really. Not working out for you. Let's let's click on him. When did you pick him up? Uh, that would be the twenty sixth uh, pick overall, third round. That is a drag. Look, I kind of knew even when I made that pick. Like, oh, this is a drag. Like, this is not going to be that great. I don't love this pick. But I was like, you know, at that point, the value is there. Uh, well, apparently, it wasn't. 
No, well, 12 points for a season is not value in the third round. Do you think yeah, do you think he's going to go back on his word and come back into the league for some other team or do you think he's done? Hmm, good question. Uh no, he's done for this year. I think he gets some run next year and does some like real like he plays for like the Chargers for 2 weeks and then just like doesn't make it. Um I think that's what happens to him. But I think more interestingly, how is it that the Madden curse has happened one more time? So it applies to non-injuries, as we're saying? Well, it applies to a lot of things because, I mean, part of, uh, well, a lot of things. But, yes, it, it's not just injury because uh, Ray Lewis just, you know, to had a down year. He wasn't injured or anything the year he was on the cover. Um, and also there was, like, one year where Brett Favre, had retired so he came back and then he just played for the jets still made, made every start but i think it's, i think it's bonkersly absurd that uh it, it's working out once again yeah uh the next matchup in the next high score for the winner was the other uh our our houses fighting against each other and meg collins defeated jen murphy Russell Wilson's football planet over the ignorant sluts, 138.1 to 96.2. Uh, obviously, 138, super strong. And uh, 96, not, nothing to sneeze at, but not even close this time. So our, our households were one and one uh, this time. Any Anything jump out about this match to you? Uh, thankfully, the women are really carrying my household, so that's nice. Mike um, Collins is a good team. She does. I'm going to tell you, she has, has a good team. Like, it's strong and it's deep. So, yeah, that's just about it. LaShawn McCoy. On, on her bench, bench with 20. Yeah, had a, had a good week on the bench with 20. But Mark Ingram continues to go off. She, like, you get this Mark Andrews uh, going for just 1.5 and Chris Goodwin going for four points, and yet she still goes off for 130-some. And Jen has a very respectful week, but... Yeah, what are you going to do? Someone yeah. goes off for 138. Nothing, nothing you can do there. Speaking of going off, we have sure we... a quasi-apology to do. Phrasing. <laughs> are we not doing phrasing anymore? The caboose exploded 160 to 102.1. Abby over Annalisa. Whoa, caboose. Slow down. You're not the engine. You're the caboose. What's going on? <laughs> Sometimes the boost drives a train. I don't know how, but sometimes it does. And I'm kind of shocked by this game because usually uh, Abby reserves this kind of game for when she's playing me. So I don't fully understand why she was trying to take it out on Elisa, but yeah, hey, not me. I like it. Yeah, she went crazy and it wasn't against you. I, I think I, if I... I've Jen looked at some of the stats for like biggest victories and stuff like that. And a lot of them were specifically Abby over you, like the biggest margin of victory. Um, I bet I'm, a, I'm aware most I'm aware. of Abby's highest scores probably have been against you. And so this is an uncharacteristic 160 against a non Nick opponent. Uh, and again, 102.1, very reasonable score, uh, but unfortunately went up against the juggernaut caboose, as we like to say. Uh, it doesn't make any sense, but anyway, 160. Yeah. Just uh top to bottom. Got a lot of, a lot of numbers in the twenties and a thirties 
and one that's 19.5. So just a lot of a lot of big double-digit numbers. On the other side, not as many, obviously. Bears for 20 points certainly helped Annalisa, but not enough at this time. It was a real DK Metcalf-like performance. Just enormous? Yeah. Yeah. Huge. He's huge. He, ah, I just see he was uh, projected for 6.7, and he got 6.7. So good job, ESPN. So where does this lead us with our wagers for uh, predicting each week's matchups? If I have uh, done this correctly, and I likely have not, I believe, based on last week's results, that I correctly picked three games. That being said, I said May, Casey, and Abby would win. And I lost on two games, which was our game, me versus you, and Alex versus Gary. So I'm three and two for the week. And you similarly did correctly pick three games. That'd be yourself, Gary over Alex, and Casey, like we both picked. But you uh, incorrectly picked Janet and Alisa. So we are both three and two. So we are a push for the week. So that puts us at uh, two wins for me. Zero wins for you in one push. Fair, fair. I'm clawing my way back, slowly but surely. And uh, I, I realized after we recorded last week, we forgot to mention the TD Ameritrade final standings projection, and things have moved around, my friend. If you haven't taken a look, you should check it out. Uh, for instance, it it seems like when you score 160 points, TD Ameritrade likes you because uh, Abby did some jumping. Wow, I'm looking at this now. I like this uh, TD Ameritrade so much better last week as compared to this week because it said I was so much better at fantasy football. Yeah, well, I mean, it still has you third, so... Uh, yeah, that's that's second loser, but whatever. So, again, for some reason, it is in order of initial standings, not current standings, so it's pretty much impossible to read, but... Uh, Gary no, started no, no. You, first. You just have to you have to read it right to left and not top to bottom. Yeah. So if you just do that, because like most normal people do, that's how everyone reads things. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Gary started first. He's currently in seventh. Casey started second. Now he's up to first. Uh, Annalisa started third, dropped to ninth. That hurts. Uh, Meg Murphy started at fourth, dropped to sixth. Meg Collins. Rock solid at fifth again. I have been finally shown some respect, and I started sixth, and now I'm at second. You started at seventh, and you're up to third. You were second last week. Um, Jen, unfortunately, has is now the caboose. She was eighth. Now she's tenth. Uh, Alex went from ninth to eighth, and as we mentioned, the caboose was tenth, hence the caboose, but now she's all the way up to four. So uh, that is... Quite a lot of movement. This thing still makes no sense. The graph makes no sense. I don't like it, but I enjoy making fun of it. I would like you to make a somehow less meaningful graph I'd, for this thing. I would. It would be a challenge to make a worse graph trying to show the same information. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. Honestly, that it. I mean, maybe Lily could do it. Yeah, probably. She's not very good at making graphs. That's not in her wheelhouse because no. she is four, three, five, three I don't and know a half. She just turned exactly three and a half very recently. Actually, uh, you know okay. what day she turned three and a half? I, Foreshadowing. No. The 21st of September. That's her half birthday. 
that that it means nothing to me. Okay, sure it does. Whoa! Did you hear that? Do you know what that means? It's podcast half time. Welcome. That sound means I'm afraid for my life, but sure. So, uh, Nick, do we have a new sponsor for the week? Uh, this week's sponsor is my old rusty shotgun. Kill squirrels since as soon as I buy it. <laughs> since as soon as you buy it? Yeah. Uh, have you had a squirrel problem lately, Nick? Oh, these bastards. You have no idea. Well, you should talk to Jen. Big, passionate squirrel hater. She super hates squirrels. Did you see the snap of the squirrel who is like laying prone on our banister with his legs splayed, really weird looking, like maybe it was dying, but it wasn't. It was just yelling at us. That does that not happened. sound familiar to me, but... Well, we have a crazy squirrel. So did she go and kill it? She has never killed it. She has rubbed um, cayenne powder or paprika, I forget, on our banister because apparently they don't like that on their toesies. And so uh, it did stay away for a while when we had a bunch of spices on our banister, but that eventually washed away. She said that... Um, I think it was aspirin or Tylenol some people spread, but that could kill them. And I told her that she should not do that. So she has not even tried to kill them partially because of my mercy as a benevolent individual. Um, but she super hates it and it is crazy. It does yell at us and it looks weird. Yeah. It's a bad I will, t- I will tell you that I have purchased a number of anti-rodent repellents and mostly they all seem to just smell like vinegar. So Take well, that for what? what's worth. This may surprise you, but uh, in our hippie household, we've got a lot of apple cider vinegar available. So, Patrick, in this halftime, I was thinking because uh, the Emmys just the other day, and about a year ago, Meg and I started watching the Marvel System Maisel because it kept winning a bunch of Emmys. I was thinking, are there any shows that you have watched specifically because they have started winning awards. I, I, well, there are definitely a lot of shows we always talk about watching because they win a bunch of awards, but not many that we actually have gotten around to. Um, it would be funny if this were to be completely comparable to uh, our topic last week, because that would mean that there would be some kind of Emmy Oscar, uh, Emmy marathon, and then you'd have to watch just the entire season of every show nominated for an Emmy, and that would be really funny because that would be a really long time. Anyway, uh, so precise answer to your question, no, but to have something to talk about, uh, there are two shows that won a lot of awards this year that we watched very recently, but not before, uh, but it was before they actually won. So it's not exactly in response to the Emmys, but those two shows are Fleabag and Chernobyl. And I think they were both good. Um, Fleabag, mostly because the internet was like, oh my God, this is the best show ever. I can't, this is perfection. I love, what's her face? She's amazing. She's the best lady ever. I love her show. She's so funny. I can't believe she made this. And Chernobyl, I heard was depressing, but super good. And uh, we we really liked Fleabag, but we didn't like it as much as other people did. And also, side note, everybody talked about the hot priest. Do you, have you seen Fleabag? I have not seen Fleabag. Have I, have, you heard, I have a few questions. Have you heard of the hot priest in Fleabag? No. 
Well, the internet was aflame with its desire for the hot priest, and the hot priest was Moriarty from Sherlock. Wait, which one? The one with Benedict there, there Cumberbatch. There are a few. The, the Benedict Cumberbatch Moriarty Irish okay, guy. Okay, so, so not the same guy who was in Chernobyl Moriarty. Correct. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we have to be clear about that. So it was um, the guy who's also in Spectre. Yes. Andrew Scott. Would you be thinking of ah. Andrew Scott? It's a very generic name, easily forgettable. Anyway, he's the hot priest. And I was like, him? It's kind of like in Rest of Element where they're like, her? Him? And is she funny? Yeah. So is he, is he hotter than Jude Law as the hot pope? I would, I mean, I'm not an expert, but I would think Jude Law would be hotter as the hot pope, but I don't know. Did you watch any of that show that was like the young pope? I did not. I know what show you're talking about, but I have not watched it. It was super weird. I don't doubt it. Yeah, no, it was very, very strange. You indicated you had questions about Fleabag. Okay, uh, so a couple questions. One, well, two statements, and then I guess some questions. One, T.B. Wallerbridge is doing a uh, pat, did a final pass to punch up the new James Bond's No Time to Die script, so I just wanted to mention that. So she is a Bond writer. So the A lot, of, a lot of Bond connections. I know, Fleabag. right? Fleabag about... Fleabag is about her as the main character who they only ever refer to as Fleabag. Again, as I mentioned the other week. So they call her Fleabag. Yes. Uh, okay. We watch a lot of shows with subtitles on, as I said. And yeah, on the subtitles, she's called Fleabag. Um, she's, yeah, she's like a a woman her age. Um, her best friend died and she's very broken up about that. She... Is, so, and this is a comedy. It's a comedy with darkness about in having it. a best friend dying. She's uh, very. Um, I mean, the 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 lap, like the the comedy just oozes out of that. Yeah. How, she, how could that premise not be funny? She uh, is. Uh, she's obsessed with sex in some ways. She talks about sex a lot. She she tries to find Mister Wright. So you you could say, um, spoilers. Something happens with Hot Priest. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, it's a good. It's a funny, funny show, funny cast. She's very good. And she wrote that and directed it. She wrote Killing Eve. Um, and apparently she's writing, she's punching up James Bond. So she's got her uh, hand in a lot of pies and she's, she's doing great. There's a great picture of her after the Emmys, um, smoking a cigarette with like three Emmys around her. Um, she's, she's great. She deserves all the success. So is, is it a worthwhile watch? Should we dive into it? I would say yes. I think you would enjoy it. It is good. Um, it is – I feel like the people – a lot of people are like, it's the best show ever. It's perfection. That might be a little too far in my mind, but it is good. And so it's certainly worth watching if it sounds at all interesting to you. It's very funny and good. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And the other thing I mentioned was uh, Chernobyl, which is not funny – but is very good. I had heard it was good when it first aired and uh, finally got around to it a little while ago. And it was amazing. I loved it. Jen liked it, uh, but I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Um, Super depressing. It was very, I don't usually get stressed out watching TV or movies. And I was very stressed out because just because it was real and it was terrible and things just kept happening. 
and uh, that was brutal, but it was it was really good. So we just watched that movie, and the one thing, that, or movie, watch that show, mm-hmm. and the one thing that honestly that I had a problem with because it took me like halfway through the first episode to realize like oh no they're just having british actors pretend like they're russian but not doing russian accents because i kept being thinking to myself oh apparently there are a bunch of british people who are running chernobyl at the time when the accident took place so but that's weird why aren't there russians there i'm sure the russians will show up at some point and then it's all being british their accents were dumbfounding to me i was also very confused by that i i yeah and there were like a couple people who tried to do a russian accent it was like like two or three people tried to do a russian accent and everyone else was british and i didn't it was a weird choice as i agree there was a there's a scene in the first episode where some guy comes in and does all this rousing speech about this is the moment that our comrades will like live on forever and then we will be heroes for the communist republic i'm like why is this british dude so heavily into communism yeah. i don't understand and it was like only just after that it was like oh they made the choice of just saying like no nah, screw it we're gonna we're gonna have this entire show filled with british people but we're not going to make any pretense that these people are russian you're just gonna have to accept that for the rest of the show that's fine it's very well acted except for that like weird choice where they just said screw it brits yeah. are now russian and the, the and i said i loved it so again this is all all criticism is minor for me um but also the other thing that is a little bit of a downer but for streamlining purposes the lady scientist who like figured everything out and reported everything it was very disappointing to hear that she was not based on any real person and she was like representing a large team of scientists yeah, she was like an amalgamation of like 17 people. Yeah, and it's like, oh, that's too bad that that person didn't exist because she was cool. But uh, overall, very good, very stressful for me. Uh, I kept looking at her and be like, oh, you're the blind lady from the Red Dragon. Ah. The first of the Hannibal Lecter movies. I have not seen Red Dragon since it first came out, so I remember almost nothing of that. Other than when I first watched it, I was like, man, that is really very similar to Silence of the Lambs. Like, they did not deviate very much at all. I know it was well, a prequel. Uh, well, it's it's a book. Like, yeah, so I know. The books are, yeah. But I was, I was surprised at how similar the plot was to the plot of Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, look, this whole thing. Like, they actually made that movie the first time, and then everyone likes that movie. It's actually not, it's actually pretty good, but, like, it, it sucked. And then they just, like, said, screw it. We're going to make a whole different movie made Silence of the Lambs, and then everyone loves that. And then they eventually get a sequel, and then they go back and remake the first book, and it's a whole thing. Well, Silence of the Lambs is amazing. Red oh, Dragon yes. is okay. Yeah. Well, no, Red Dragon's eh. Manhunter, which was the first version of that, pretty good. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. It's really 80s. Okay. Maybe I should check it out. Anyway, uh, what yeah. about you, man? Uh, this is your your chosen topic. What sort of shows have you been watching because of Emmy Buzz? Well, I mean, uh, Chernobyl was one that we actually watched because we like, all right, that's going to be on there. It's really I blowing watched... up. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> People I died. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, that, so like I said in the preface, uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, 
we pounded through two seasons really quickly because it's very good. And I think um, I watch a lot of Barry because even though it's called a comedy, it's not really funny. Kind of is. I will uh, say we did actually probably that would have been my most true answer if I said Barry because I've been meaning to watch Barry for a long time and we did very recently start and it probably was largely because of the Emmys. So uh, everything I said was a lie. The real answer is Barry for me. Like again, but the Barry's not funny. Like yeah. it kind of is. Yeah, we're not done with the new season yet, We, but we're through the first season. Is like, yeah, there, it is very sp- sparsely funny. I mean like the um, – the che- the main Chechenian bald guy, he's pretty funny. Um, no, Hank. Yeah, but uh, oh, he is fantastic. I love that guy. Yeah, he's great. Uh, there's some funny things in that show, but yeah, it's very dark and moody. Uh, but I guess I guess it is probably called a dark or black comedy because it is it is very dark. I then so I would say I think the show that I'm going to try to start watching is Fleabag because of uh, the Oscar Oscars the Emmys. Uh, Fleabag is more funny than Barry, I would say. Really? Okay. Um, we did, we watched Marvelous Mrs. Maisel as well. And I would say that was probably two years ago when it first won a bunch of Emmys for its first season. We watched, uh, all of that. And then we watched the second season right when it came out. Uh, so we, we have watched that, but it wasn't too recent, but that's super good. And uh, I love the dad from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. He's amazing. Uh, Tony Shalhoub. Yep. He's great. Who, who won another Emmy this year? He's He deserved it. He's amazing. He's hilarious. I, I loved him in Wings. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Throwing it way back. If anyone if anyone knows what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> uh, hmm, who like, has honestly, the highest chance of knowing like, what Wings predict, is? Predict. One person that you think knows what I just referenced and one person you have, you guarantee has no idea what I just referenced. I could guarantee like five people who have no idea. Just give me one, and I mean one and one. That's all okay, the 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 zero point zero zero percent chance to know. I'll go with Jen. She has no idea what Wings is, okay. for sure. I bet also most of the youngest people in our league have no idea. It's tough to come up with someone. I was maybe Annalisa knows what Wings is. Like I feel like Casey is old enough to know, but probably didn't have any exposure to Wings. So I'm gonna say maybe Annalisa is the highest chance. See, I don't think it's an age thing as much because what what you referenced something on the um, WhatsApp chain recently, and I was like, no, I know what that is. And Jen had no idea. In Living Color, I couldn't believe Jen didn't know what In Living Color is. Yeah. Okay. I didn't grow up watching In Living Color, but I know exactly what it is. I'm aware of its existence, and I know that Jayla was a fly girl on Living Color because that's just something you need to know for life. Yeah, I, like when you're like questioning where JLo got her start, it's like, come on, everyone knows this. But she was a fly girl on Living Color. I have to say, with, uh, with all the people that you referenced, uh, yeah, you know, it was, Jim Carrey, I, the Wayans is David Allen Greer. Yeah, quite a crazy uh, crop of people got their start in that show. It was, mm-hmm. it was a funny show, and it had it. They obviously had like good talent scouts because a lot of people blew up after that. I would say the one person I would guarantee knows what I'm talking about with wings is Gary, and the one person I guarantee has no idea what I'm talking about is Matt Collins. I just feel like there's a a lot of people we could guarantee don't know. I feel like that one's easy. I feel like. Who would know? Gary's a fine choice. I feel like that's a good good selection. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I, I bet it is the very extreme minority in our league that know about wings. I mean, they're missing out. Actually, kind of, I bet that show doesn't hold up, but I feel like in my mind it does. Yeah, it was a my, my parents loved it, so I saw it when I was a kid. Anyway, I think yeah. uh, that about does it for podcast halftime. Thank you for participating. Next, let's take a peek at the week that is already underway. Week four, it is Friday, as I said, so the Thursday games have already happened. Uh, but there's still a lot of football left to play. So turning to week four, we've got five exciting matches. I'm going to go bottom to top on my screen because I can. Why not? Bottom of my screen is Goffs and Dolls versus Vance Down by the River. As you know, that is Alex versus the former Caboose, Abby. I'm going to have to call Jen the Caboose because I can. Once in, once in future. Yeah. Uh... Alex has already had two people play, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Zach Ertz, and that has brought him 31.9 points, but he is still disfavored currently by 11 points. Weirdly, I don't know how they do the game lines because the game lines have nothing to do with the projections, and it is it also has nothing to do with who has already had people play because, for instance, in my match, mathematically, I'm favored by 26 points. And the line is six points, and I and I haven't had anyone play, so that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, uh, Vance down by the river, the line is sixteen points. So uh, who you got in this one? Ooh, I mean, I don't know exactly why it's this disfavored. I think it must be a fancy football god saying that Alex needs to pick a damn team name that's relevant to the topic. Uh, so I gotta go with the boost. Also, probably scoring 160 points last week would, uh, you know, up that projection for her. Uh, and so she's currently favored by 11. The line is 16, and the win probability is a whopping 55%. Uh, I also would have to go with Abby in that one. Alex continues to uh, be disfavored by the fantasy football gods because he has not put a logo on. Oh, yeah. that's. I mean, obviously. So, yes. Um, so... On the record, we're both picking Abby, so that's our pick for this week. Indeed. Next, what is the match of the week for me? Because it is projected at a rare exact tie. The Girly Men versus the Ignorant Sluts, 94.3 to 94.3, and the game line matches that. It's at zero. Uh, so this one, the line and the projection matches. And guess what? Uh, the win probability is also 50%. This is down the middle in every category. Um, I feel shocked. Yeah, pretty sweet. And I will again go with my heart, which is to say Jen, <laughs> the mother of my children, over Annalisa. Who you got? I don't like the fact that she's uh, playing Daniel Jones. It's a, a bold move. But, uh, you know, I have Jared Goff in a different league, so I understand the... I want to say a heartbreak of that. Um, this would be shocking. It's close. Yeah, I went that with, is what ESPN thinks, that's for sure. I'm going with Annalisa. All right. We differ on the coin flip of the week. Next on my screen is you versus Casey. Uh, and Casey already had a million Packers play, uh, and he has scored 34.5 points. And this one is one where the line and the projections are all confusing. 
you don't have a complete lineup. It says current projection 109 to 79 with Casey winning big. Um, but you don't have a complete lineup. But the game line is Casey by 21. So uh, you have some work to do, my friend. Mike Williams is out at on uh, your flex spot, so you can fill that pretty easily. Can you close this gap? And sad news, my friend. Casey, with the highest win projection uh, pr- probability that I've seen on this new thing, it says 68% chance for Casey to win. Yeah, I'm just going to flex in uh, Antonio Brown. To <laughs> my, uh, so that's going to work out well. Yeah. Or maybe a Le'Veon Bell. Oh, crap. Those former pack, uh, so former Steelers, uh, not doing well for you right now. No, no, not at all. Not one, one bit. Um, I'm going to get smoked. So that's gonna be real fun. I'm picking Casey to win. Oh, you aren't betting on yourself. No, I also no. am picking Casey. Casey, as you may notice, now has Marlon Mack because of my trade with him, in which I got. The previously maligned Lamar Jackson. So you're welcome for making Casey's running back core stronger. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think I could like you less, but, you know, here we are. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, In the second closest projected game, we've got You Can't Beat the Mingo, 93.5, over Russell Wilson's Football Planet, 91.5. And uh, the win probability gives Gary 51%. The game line, for some reason, is Meg by 12.4. Um, even though the projection with no one having played is uh, two points in Gary's favor. So this is one that makes no sense to me. Thanks, uh, TD Ameritrade. Yep, exactly. I guess maybe because T.Y. Hilton is doubtful. I don't know. Anyway, who you got in this one? Gary versus Meg Collins. Uh, going to make C. Uh, I've been a fan of her team for a while. Um, no reason to jump off the bandwagon now. Um, no, it's look, it's this is actually a decent game, but no, I think Meg's got this. I also have Meg Collins. I think you can uh beat uh the Mingo. I see what you did there, yeah. And I, I would like to point out that uh, so far we've both picked Casey, both picked uh Meg, both picked Abby, and I guess we're um we're differing on Jen versus Annalisa, so it's I won't say it's coming down to, but um. You your game is actually going to um, be very determinative, potentially if we disagree on the outcome. Uh, so now we've got me versus Meg Murphy. In no one has played yet, and the projection is one hundred five to eighty one. And yet the game. Uh, what's, line, what's your team name there? My name is Bill Swirsky, Super fans, and Meg Murphy is good enough and smart enough. And uh, for some reason, the and line gosh, darn is it. six people like her. Exactly. I like Meg. I would like to beat her, but I like her. Uh, And it gives me a healthy win probability of 63% as well. So I guess that would be the second highest that I've seen. Well, Uh, I mean, at some point she's going to play a kicker. uh, Yes, and a flex. She needs... If only only she had Justin Tucker. Right? She might just... I mean, that alone would just make her win. Probably what's helping her is that she's keeping Ben Roethlisberger on her bench. um, Probably for morale. For the rest of the season, I think that uh, will help her uh, to victory. Ben Roethlisberger, has he done anything bad? He has done some things bad, and he's injured, yes. 
Man, just anyone with any connection to the Steelers just falling apart this year. It, yeah, it might true. not surprise you, but I have myself yet again betting myself for the win. You picked you? I did. Okay, I also picked you. All so, right. um, it literally <laughs> this is another week where we need to stop screwing around. It's just it's the general analysis game. That's it. That's the only difference yep. this week. Indeed. Good. Turning uh, briefly to the overall standings, I mentioned some. I forgot when I was talking about the week three recap, I said some of the records after the outcome of the game, um, but I didn't say everyone. So obviously it is early and we have a lot of ties. We have six teams that are two and one. So it only is uh, total points scored as the tiebreaker there. And I am edging out Meg Collins by 0.3 points. Uh, for first place, you plummeted from first place down to fifth. Uh, you have the fifth most points scored on the season now after your tough week last week. Uh, so we've got Bill Swirsky, then Russell Wilson, then Vance, then what's that is Pat, then it's your team that keeps changing names, then you can't beat the Mingo, and then at one and two, we've got three teams, good enough and smart enough, the ignorant sluts and the girly men, and at the bottom, 0-3, Goffs and Dolls, unchanged, unyielding. And that is unchanged the recap. Melody. I will say that, like last year, for some reason, I am just in a predicament where people score a lot of points against me. I'm second worst in points against with only the sluts, uh, well, just housing me way, way worse. She, Jen, has it way worse than I do. 396.5 to my 330, but second worst in the league. It's, so. it's easy to score on sluts. They just give it up. Hey, 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 hey. Thank you. Hey, right there. Right Thank there. you. Right there. Yeah. Uh, yep. I'm embarrassed. Anyway. I mean, it was sitting right there for it you. Really it was. So uh, that is the status of the league. And uh, wish everyone good luck. Uh, I hope I win. And I hope Jen wins. I hope my house is happy at the end of the week. I mean, sure. That seems like a reasonable thing for you to wish for. Indeed. So that was week three and week four. And that leaves the moment everyone has been waiting for. Nick, you lost the bet. The bet was you have to sing a karaoke song of Jen's choice. Jen. Me, 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 me. Thank you. Jen did not have any strong feelings about this, so we discussed me, it. Me, 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 We came up with September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, as you may recall, the song mentions specifically September 21st. Our game was decided on September 22nd. Unfortunately, it doesn't match up perfectly, um, but we could say September 21st was the last day you were undefeated this year. And in uh, memorial of your undefeated season... Here is Nick Spears' rendition of September. Ah, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's my jam. Two, one. Do you remember the 21st night of September? Love was changing the minds of pretenders while chasing the clouds away. 
feeling that september heat everyone i thought i nailed that yeah excellent I'm, that's like andy gibb level of awesomeness absolutely oh man you can't that tell this very... by my uh very nice baritone voice but i have a sweet falsetto it was amazing i uh everyone making in september <laughs> Excellent. I appreciate uh, you, your bet, uh, being a good sport and singing your heart out, really doing Earth, Wind, and Fire justice. Uh, I think I, say I did justice. Oh, you but certainly I really, did. But I committed. You, you definitely did that. I think that about wraps it up for this week. I think Thanks that was whatever. Mercifully, mercifully yes. wraps it up. Um. I, don't, I think that we did not disappoint the fans, frankly. I think this was our best episode yet. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna shout that randomly for uh, all at any time in passing in the halls. I've been doing that on the randomly phone. in this household for the last few days, knowing exactly. that I had to sing this. So yeah. Well, thank you, Nick. It was fun. Oh, thank you, and thank you, and Jen, I, for picking me such a lovely song. Absolutely. And uh, everybody, have a good week. Good luck. Especially me and Jen, because that would mean I won, and I won the bet. And uh, everybody have a good week. Bye, Uh, everybody! Strength and honor. Later. Bye!